What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, what's up, guys? First, let's start off with saying thank you guys for supporting and coming out for our live show at Sony Hall. Had such a great time. Uh, New venue, beautiful venue. It was Mm -hmm. a great place. It was Uh, a nice little sexy spot. Nice little sexy spot. Yeah. And everybody who came out, we just had a great time. Everybody who participated in uh, our fantasy conversation. Trav, we're talking about you. Trav as well. Sorry for the backlash. Yeah, well, We couldn't control that. Yeah, Trav. We had a good time, <laughs> Trav. Um, and then everybody who came up and just talked about their experiences. We really appreciate you guys. I know it takes a lot to come on that stage and mm-hmm. be honest and be free and, and not worry about being judged. And we appreciate you guys. Thank you so very much. We're going to do another show. I think we're going to do a game night. Mm-hmm. We just got to figure out how we're going to do the game night. All right, we've we're, talked about that. Yeah, we're going to figure that out. And then uh, we'll do that hopefully before end of the year. And we'll just have another great event. We just love seeing you guys, love chopping it up and meeting you guys. So we'll definitely do another event coming up before the end of the year. Yes. And shout out to everyone who did the meet and greet. It was my pleasure to meet you guys and to hug you guys and, you know, to hear about the fact that you listen to the podcast and the fact that the podcast plays a significant role in your relationships. I mean, there's nothing more rewarding than hearing that and hearing it in detail. I mean, it really fuels the podcast, like those DMs, those emails, meeting you guys. That's really what makes it worth doing the podcast and, you know, bearing our soul to you guys. You know, (laughs) I didn't say this to you before. It's one thing when we talk about, our private lives on this podcast because Mm -hmm. it's just you and I in the room. Right. I'm looking at you. You're looking at me. Most times, you know, I'll go back and listen to the podcast Uh and that's cool. But to watch it on Mm -hmm. YouTube, to watch the live podcast and especially considering the content was, you know, personal and intimate. Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, it really felt to me as though we're being open to the world. I guess when we do it here, it doesn't feel the same way. Right. But watching it back, watching the video was really like, oh, okay. A little bit of a different feeling, you know? Absolutely. And if you don't know what we're talking about, the live podcast is up on YouTube so you can go watch it. All right. Not only can you hear it on SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeart and Tidal, you can actually watch us on YouTube, watch the whole show on YouTube. We don't do too many shows where we tape it, but you can actually watch that full live show on YouTube. So definitely go check well, it out. Well, the full podcast because Major Hype performed, but we didn't show his performance on YouTube and Lil Mo performed. We didn't show her performance. And, and Reese the Comedian also performed. We didn't show his performance. We just didn't want to, you know, use the sets i don't know if they use their sets again or whatever they do with their comedy we just didn't want to put their stuff out there but you get to see the podcast you just minus the comedy so check it out and let us know what you think yes now um last weekend we were out in bermuda mm-hmm. shout to uh the island of bermuda uh the premier that's what they call i guess the the person that runs, you know, here in the U.S., we have the president. Uh, in some places, they have the prime minister. In Bermuda, they call him the premier. And we just want to shout him and out his out, him out and his family who showed us such an uh, amazing, yes. wonderful time in Bermuda. Yes. We had a great time. Wonderful the time. The island was beautiful. So just thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we look forward to coming back to Bermuda. Yes. Uh, we did get into one little snap fool in uh, Bermuda. Is that what you call it, a snap fool? 
Um, I believe it's Snafu. Um, they knew what I meant. And you called it little. Uh, it was a, it was it was a little because um, it it ruined uh, the first part of my trip. Yeah, it ruined the first part of my trip as well. Well, let's explain it. Um, and I'm just saying, just be conscious of this conversation because I don't want it to go left. No, it's not gonna go left. It can't go left. But anyway, let's. It went left when it played out. So I just want to give you a heads up. Well, right? you know let's, why I went left. Well, let's explain. I, it. I, I, I'm just giving you a heads up to. Be conscious. That's all I'm saying. Right. You can't put a, a a piece of steak in front of a lion's mouth and just be like, sit. He's going to attack the steak. So whatever happened, happens. I'll explain. During this conversation is what you're saying? No. Well, let's talk about it. Um, now, we were out in Bermuda for uh, something called Cup Match 2018. Now, Cup Match is... Cup Match. They C-U-P do this every year. It's, it's a huge cricket game. And it's probably one of the biggest things on the island. Bigger than Christmas, bigger mm-hmm. than New Year's Eve. And it was such a ma- uh, an amazing event. So, we were out there with uh, a host of other people. Uh, Terrence J. Shout out to Terrence J. And his uh, girlfriend, Jasmine. Uh, shout out to his manager, Fred. Shout out to Chef Roble. Shout out to uh, Miss Diddy L.A., who's a, a promoter. And uh, she does so many events out in L.A. There was a lot of people out there. Angela Yee was there. Um, if I if I forgot your name, shout out to Wayne, who uh, works with Kevin Hart. There was a lot of people out there. So we were out there at Cup Match. And Cup Match is at, at this huge I guess it's an arena where they play cricket. Mm-hmm. So we were there. So many people there taking pictures, you know, saying hello. We were having a good time. And um, I was taking pictures. And you, you can explain from here. Hmm. Okay. So to give you guys a visual, a visual, we were in a section, like a very large section. And we were guests of the premiere. So... In this section are all the people that Rashawn just named mm-hmm. and some other people that we have no knowledge of. Mm-hmm. So while we were there, there was a guy mm-hmm. who was consistently trying to make eye contact with me. Mm-hmm. And every time he looked in my direction, I looked away. Um, we were having a great time. We were dancing, Rashawn and I. We were you know, cuddling, canoodling, it was very clear uh-huh. that we were a couple. Like, that could not have been lost on anyone. And it was about time to leave. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on a couch. Right. Rashawn was standing directly in front of me, maybe six inches from my body, but his back was turned to me. Mm-hmm. He was taking pictures with some people. Right. So this person that was trying to make eye contact with me was standing on the other side of the couch. So the couch is kind of floating in the area in Mm -hmm. a sense. I'm sitting on it. Rashawn's in front of me and he's behind me slash to the side behind the couch. Right. So my hand was on the back of the couch and I'm kind of like bobbing, listening to music or whatever. So he looks at me and he takes his hand Mm -hmm. and he caresses the back of my hand to get my attention. So I look at him. I looked at him and I shook my head. He looked at me again. He took his hand and he caressed the back of my hand again. Mm -hmm. So I looked up at him and I shook my finger to the left and right saying no, like how you would 
tell a child no by shaking your finger at them. Mm-hmm. Um, so he looked at me. He had like a curious look on his face. And he says to me, well, he kind of mouthed it in a sense. He was like, you have a man. Mm-hmm. So I nodded my head and I pointed directly in front of me up at Rashawn. Mm-hmm. Now, Rashawn's manager and our friend June was standing. There was one person between this guy and June, but June probably had a little bit to drink Uh and he was talking to somebody. Mm -hmm. So I glanced at June to see if he saw what was going on, because to be honest with you, I really wanted to keep it low. Right. Because, like I said, it was obvious that Rashawn and I were there together. Mm -hmm. And I knew that if either one of them saw what was going on, there would be a problem. Okay. So whichever way, when I pointed to Rashawn, he looked at me, he rolled his eyes and basically said, you know, like, come, like, come talk to me. And he like nudged his head to like the corner of the room, suggesting like bleep your man. Right. Come to a come come to an area where he can't see us. OK. And I looked at him and um, I don't it's a little difficult to explain, but. The gesture that I made to him was like I put a gun to my head and I blew my head off mm-hmm. in a sense. So I did that suggesting to him I'd rather blow my head off than come and take a little walkie poo with you. So he really didn't have any expression when I did that. So then I got up and just in case he didn't fully get it, like I kind of like nudged up on Rashawn a little bit and... I handed Rashawn my phone, my cell phone. So Rashawn was like, all right, babe, come on. So he took my hand and he led me towards the stairs because we were up on a level. The section was up on a level. So we began to walk down the stairs. Mm -hmm. This person walked, he like hurried to follow us. And then there was um, an upside of the stairs and a downside of the stairs. So we were walking down the downside of the stairs and then right adjacent to us, to the left of us, he was walking down that side of the stairs alongside us, following us. And like I looked to the left and I saw him. I'm like, man, this is strange. He just happens to be leaving at the same time that we're leaving. So then we reached the lower platform. So right there was Terrence and his girlfriend. And his girlfriend spoke to me and we were talking about something. Rashawn was talking to Terrence. And then the premiere appeared. Uh-huh. Um, so he was kind of, you know, a few people away. Right. I'm holding Rashawn's hand. This guy was on the platform with us and he reached behind me and like caressed his back, my back, and then like dropped his hand down to my butt and then grabbed my butt mm-hmm. while I was holding Rashawn's hand. Right. And that made me feel extremely uncomfortable. I looked around more so to see if anybody saw because I didn't want to fight to break out or for it to turn into something. Right. So... Rashawn says to me, because around this time, Rashawn, um, the premier had said to Rashawn, like, come to a different section where my family is. And I guess he was going to introduce Rashawn to his family. Mm -hmm. And Rashawn said, you know what, babe, wait here. I'll be right back. And I said to Rashawn, I was like, you know what? Don't leave me here. And he was like, why? What's going on? I was like, just don't leave me here. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where's June? And he pointed up to the stairs. I looked and I saw June and. I was like, uh, 
I was like, tell June to come. And John's looking at me curiously, like what's going on? And I'm like, someone just made me feel uncomfortable. And he said to me, well, what happened? And I said, someone just like touched me inappropriately. So I just don't want to be left here alone, you know? And then he asked me what happened. And at that point. But we were walking away at that point. Well, we were walking away. What happened? We were starting to walk away. We were walking away, following the premiere, uh, walking around. And I asked, how come, you know, you didn't want to stay? Why do you want to walk through this crowd? You should just stay. And you said, I felt uncomfortable. Now, this is when we were walking away. And then you said, somebody touched me inappropriately. Mm-hmm. Right? At that point, I stopped and I said, well, what do you mean? And you was like, you told me what happened. Somebody touched your butt. And at that point, I said, well, who? And you said, no, I don't want it to be a thing. I don't want it to be a problem. I said, well, who? You said, I don't want it to be a thing and I want it to be a problem. And I said, well, it's going to be a problem right now on this landing. So tell me who. And you said, I don't know who it was. The person had a polka dot shirt on. Right. All right. Um, so at that point, I turned around and I went ape shit. I went back to the section. Well, first, the premiere gestured let's go and you said you know what hold on one second i gotta go back upstairs my wife left her sunglasses right you were so out of it at that point that you didn't even realize i had my sunglasses on yeah i didn't give a fuck at that point at at that point i was like all right well i'm going back to the section and i'm standing right next to you and i know he's sitting there like yeah but your wife has her sunglasses on right yeah and you said it so abruptly and so like you were so hyphy And then you turned around and essentially lost your mind. Yeah, bolted. I bolted to the section because at that point I wanted to smoke with whoever touched your ass. And I thank God that person wasn't there. But I was looking for anybody with a polka dot shirt. There was one dude in there with a polka dot shirt. I was going to I was going to beat his ass. It got to the point where I lost my mind. Yeah. Somebody disrespected my wife. Um, Yeah, I was going to lose my mind. And I, I, I pretty much moved the whole section. To the point where I was moving everybody out the way, throwing everybody out the way, looking for anybody with a polka dot shirt on. Yeah, there was a person that had a navy blue and white polka dot shirt and it was like little polka dots like, yo, was that him? And I could just see the look in your face. You looked like you were about to tear anyone apart. And I'm like, no, it's not him. I don't see him. I think he's gone now. Right. He's not here. I don't see him. And. I could tell you didn't believe me. You, I mean, it was clear that you didn't believe me. You, I think, thought that I would have told you anything to avoid a problem, which I may have. I was just praying that he wasn't there. You know, when we got to the end of the platform before we went up the stairs, like I grabbed you and like I threw you up against the fence. And I was just like, just chill, just relax for a second. Think about what you're doing. And, you know, part of it was also, you know, we're guests in this country and, you know, you don't want to do anything to disrespect the country. And not that I don't understand why you felt that way, but all I wanted was for you to take a moment to collect yourself before you did something rash and impulsive. Yeah, this is what you don't understand. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I and I'm not talking disrespectful to you, but I'm just telling you how I no, feel. No, I understand. I don't give a fuck 
about anybody's country. I don't give a fuck about getting arrested. I don't give a fuck about none of that. If you disrespect my wife or disrespect my family, it is what it is. If I got to sit down for some time, I don't care. You touch my wife's ass. I want all the smoke. See, hold on. And the problem was you didn't tell me. So now, oh, when it happened, now I'm out there looking blindly for somebody that knows who I am, that I don't know who they are. Right. So now when I'm there, you're grabbing me, make us uh, grab me, telling me to chill. People don't know what we're talking about. I'm pushing people out the fuck out the way because I'm trying to get back to the section to see whoever it is, because at that point I wanted I wanted to smoke. I mean, so so when it comes to it, you know, and part of the problem I had was. If something happens, you have to tell me right away Mm-mm. because in that well, in that situation now I'm turning around. I don't know who I'm looking for. He sees that person could have seen me getting upset and coming to that section. He has the upper hand. He knows he can know. Oh, she must have told him. So, right, now, so see, me coming up to that section, but, he could have smacked me over the head with a Hennessy bottle. Right. I understand what you're saying, but all of that could be avoided if you take a moment to collect yourself. Okay. And to not know. See, here's the thing. The problem, well, one of the problems is that you revealed yourself because you were so angry. So yeah, anybody would have seen you coming. You didn't take a moment to get your stuff together. Not that I wanted there to be a problem at all, but if you were adamant that that's the way that you were going to handle it, there's a way to do things. And you went upstairs, like you said, ate bleep, and you lost your mind. And As you're I looking, should. you're asking, anybody see a person with a polka dot right. shirt? Everybody's looking like, what's wrong? Envy, what's going Yeah, what's going on? What's going on? What happened? What happened? What happened? Because what made it worse is you're telling me as I'm walking away from the section, but right? Here's the thing. So now I'm like, I have to get back to the section before that individual leaves. So if you would have told me in the moment, I wouldn't have been as wild because I would have seen dude and then I would have approached it. No, 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 no. Let's be very, well, let's be honest. If I told you in that moment, there would have been a fight in that moment. It was going to be a fight regardless. The point is I would not have told you at all. We would be sitting here doing a podcast, talking about an email or how wonderful of a time that we had in Bermuda. I would not have told you at all. I just would have taken it on the chin like, yep, got disrespected, but whichever way. And then because to me, it's far more important that you're safe than that I was disrespected. Okay. Then because hold on one second. You're in this person's country. You don't know who he is. You don't know what type of person he is. You don't know who he knows. You don't know what he has on him. So you turn around. I tell you, let's say in the moment when he touched my hand and you know something, let me be clear. If I was there and, you know, I didn't, I wasn't there with somebody, I'm not there with a boyfriend, I'm not there with my husband and someone flirts or, you know, tries to make a gesture or whatever, there's nothing wrong with that. The problem was when I told him that you were my husband or that I was with you, you were my man is actually exactly how it went down. When I let him know that you were my man and he gestured for us to go somewhere, that's when it became disrespectful. When we went downstairs, when he followed us downstairs and we got to the platform and he touched me while I was holding your hand, that's where it got disrespectful. But in that moment, when it became disrespectful, if I were to tell you, 
Rashawn, you know, this, this person's being disrespectful. It would have been a fight. And I would have put you in a predicament where neither of us know if he's there with five people, 10 people by himself, if he has a blade, if he has a gun, if he has a knife, you never know. So for me to put you in that situation by giving you some information where I know my husband and I know he's going to act impulsively, that would make me negligent. That would make me negligent. But let me, let me tell you something, right? Which you don't understand, right? Men are vindictive and men do things to, to feel one up on somebody. Obviously he knew who I was and touched your ass because it, it gave him some kind of high knowing that, uh, you had a husband and he did it anyway, right? Right. So let's say, I agree with let's that say 100%. we, let's say we get back home and, you know, because he wanted to feel that high and said something on Instagram or social media. So, so let me, let me explain it to you is nothing like you don't. And, and this is the difference between me and you and me and a lot of people. I don't play this shit right for me. If you disrespect my family or disrespect my wife, I want all the smoke. And although somebody might think it's over, it's never over for me. I continually try to ruin your life and you've seen it in the past you've seen it in people and we don't have to talk about it but you've seen it in the past and you know how far I go to ruin somebody's life and to really stick the dagger into somebody like that's how I do and for that I would want that smoke and I would never let that go and 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 to continue the story so after we wild out, I wild out in the section, I, dude is gone and, and everybody's trying to figure out what's going on. And I want to shout to everybody that came. And that's one good thing I would say. When you're out the country with a bunch of people from your country, everybody sticks together. Fred Terrence was already shirts off like, what's up, Envy? Uh, Royce the Five Nines manager, Nino, what up, Envy? What's going on? Harry O, Envy, what's up? Like everybody was ready, didn't know what happened, but seen me and know that I don't act like that and was ready to jump. And I appreciate you guys. But what it did was it ruined, pretty much ruined that day and the next day. Because the next day. what wound up happening is that night, that was a daytime event. That nighttime we had a party, right? Mm-hmm. So what did I do? It was a reggae versus soca clash. So what did I do? I went through every picture that I took. At that cut match until I found a person with a polka dot shirt on mm-hmm. and I found it. I found. So now I have a picture of dude. Mm-hmm. So now as soon as we go to the soca versus reggae party, what's the first thing I do? I go to the, I go to somebody at the party and I was like, yo, what's up, bro? Um, Yo, you see this person right here? I took a picture with him and I want to tag him. What's his name? You know him? Oh, that's so and so. Boom. Got a name. Mm-hmm. Oh, word. oh, that's his name. Okay, cool. Um, what does he do out here? So I could tag him. Is he, you know, is he a rapper? Is he, you know, is is he a hustler? What does he do? Oh, he's a, a regular schmegler dude. He just does IT out here. Oh, word. Boom. Now I got his first name. I got his last name. Now I know what he does. So now I'm okay. Oh, that's what he does. Okay. I. I so now what happens? We at the club that whole day. And what am I doing well, at the club? Well, it was just. I mean, it was a bad time. What am I it doing was at the a club? Bad time. Um. We were in the section and I mean, the degree to which you were so detached was just crazy. I mean, we're there to dance, have a good time, enjoy ourselves. And you're sitting there like an eagle on its post. Yeah, I want, I was looking for a dude. I figured 
He was going to be out there. And now I'm looking for him. I'm looking for dude. I know the type of jewelry he had. I know the type of glasses he wore. I know his face, his haircut, his body, his build. And now I'm standing there looking at everybody that's coming in that club because I wanted that smoke. I wanted that smoke. And to this day, I want that smoke because I don't like disrespect. And disrespect me all day. I don't give a fuck. Hey, I don't care. Disrespect me. I laugh. I, I find it funny. But when it comes to my wife and kids, I want that smoke and you you might think it's over, but until we have that conversation and you apologize or we make things right or we amend things, there is no over. That's how I am with my family. You might think it's over. You might think it's jokes. Nah, B, it's not over. That's how I am. Yeah, but there was I, just no letting go. No, nah, there was like no a letting dog go. With a bone. Somebody touched my wife's ass and did it in front of me and did it knowing that I was her husband. He did it and basically no, said, I fuck you. Listen, no, I understand. Fuck you, chump. Nah, Here's fuck that. Here's the thing. That, let, me, let, me, let me explain what my problem is. I understand you being upset. Mm-hmm. Clearly, no one would disagree that it was disrespectful. I'm sure that most people probably agree that he should have got punched in his face. I'm not. More than punched in the face, but go ahead. Whichever way. I'm not disputing that. What I'm saying is that I feel as though sometimes you lack the self-control. Yeah, there is no self-control. That's what you don't understand. No, no, no. That's what you don't understand. As a man, you, no, no, no. my job is to protect and provide. I understand. Protect my family but at all costs. There's a way nah. to do everything. You know, like if if you demonstrated self-control, then... You can keep it on a level where you could still have a good time, but you're still, let's say you're looking for dude and I'm, let me not even argue with that. And you are, you can still manage to have a good time and do that at the same time. When we were at cut match, you know, you would have been able to walk up the stairs calmly, peep the scene, look, and then decide what you want to do. No, You know, but the way that you lose control and the way that your emotions take over, it precedes you. No. It precedes you. No. No, because if I walk yes, up calm, yes. you're going to try to pull me and say, stop, baby, stop. I mean, stop. I, I did that anyway. Yeah, but you knew at one point you couldn't stop me. You knew that, you know what, I, I, I can't stop this motherfucker. It's like a train with no brakes. And you said, okay, I'm, you got to the point where he's like, I, I, there's nothing I can do. I mean, I, I felt like you threw June out of the way when he tried to stop. If you, like, if you'd have walked up slow, it would have been the same way. But that's how I feel, and this is what you don't understand as a man, and, and hopefully most men out there feel about the feel about way this way about their wife or their or their fiance or their girlfriend. It didn't matter who was there. It didn't matter if it was Barack Obama. It didn't matter if it was uh, King Junwanju, the guy from Japan. I, I don't know his name. Right. Or um, it didn't matter if it was. Uh, you know, a prime minister of Africa. It did not matter who was there. It wouldn't matter if my mom was there. It wouldn't matter if God was there. I mean, that was very clear. It, it, if you disrespect my wife in a way where she's uncomfortable, we got to have a conversation. And to fast forward, so now that was Saturday. Uh, that was Friday night. So Saturday, you know, um, we had a dinner with the with the premier and, and a host of other people. We went to, uh, I, I think he was a billionaire or he, he this guy had a, ma- a magnificent, beautiful home and he put together this beautiful, beautiful dinner on, on the ocean. 
So we went to the guy's house first. Uh, if you've seen the pictures, that's where Gia and I, we took the picture. Gia had a, a champagne bottle she was drinking through a, a metal straw. That was that picture. That was at this guy's house. Mm-hmm. And when we were there, we had to get to the beach. So it just so happened the buses to take us to the beach, uh, they left for some reason. And uh, everybody pretty much had to jump in cars to get to the beach. So we just happened to get into the car. Of the... Um I believe he's the prime minister of defense, prime minister of defense. Right. So he pretty much handles anything uh, as far as, I guess, the police department, the military, anything that has to do with defense of the country. He pretty much handles and his uh, beautiful wife is a judge. Yes. And we get in the car with them. And, you know, he you know, people knew the situation. Everybody knew what happened because I wild out and, and as I should have. So, um, you know, he apologized. You know, again, profusely, profusely yes. and and um, not that it was his place. No, not that it was his place, but he was just like, this is my this is my country. And we just want to say we apologize. Yes, for what happened? How sincere and how genuine the premier apologized right. to me profusely as well, just as um, a gesture. Right. You know, and he wanted to make sure that despite that, that we enjoyed his country and had a good time. So these are like salt of the earth. Good people. Right. And so as we're driving, he was like, you know, um, I really wish we knew who it was, you know. And I was like, oh, I know who it is. And he was like, well, what do you mean? I said, his name is this and this is his picture. Mm-hmm. And the look and shock on his face was yeah. like, what? He was beside he was, himself. I was like, this is the person and this is his name. He damn near drove the car off the side of the road, pulled over and was mm-hmm. like, I know him. I said, oh, really? I said, well, tell him he needs to come see me because I need five minutes. He was like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I know him. Like, I know him. I said, yeah. I said, well, I need to get to know him. And he was like, no. He was like, I pledged him in. Right, right. I pledged him in my fraternity. Mm -hmm. I said, really? So he stops the car, hops out, gets off the phone, and he's out the car on the phone. And um, he's talking for a second after the car, I guess trying to get his number or whatever. And, um, you know, Guy and I get out the car because now we, we're about to walk to the beach. Mm-hmm. And he puts me on the phone with a guy. So now I'm thinking it's the guy's friend that touched that, his butt. Well, yeah, you thought that you were on the phone with whoever he was trying to get his number from. Right. But I don't know if he was even on the phone with someone that he was trying to get. He might have just called him directly. Right. That was unclear. Right. So um, the guy was like, yeah, hello. I was like, well, I said, so I said, let me tell you something. I said, I, I said, hey, how you doing? I said, I'm over here at the beach and I'm staying at this hotel. And um, tell your friend I need to see him before I leave this island. I said, he owes me five minutes. He owes me a conversation and I want I want my full five minutes. So then Gia was like, no, that's the dude. Oh, and then I blacked out. I don't even know what I said. I don't even know what I said. I called them all types of fucks of bitches and all types. I'm going to punch you in your face and smack you and spit on you and kick you. I would say all types of shits. And uh, he apologized uh, profusely. I apologize. Uh, That's not like me. You know, I was I was drunk. And I told him I was like, if you were drunk and you don't remember, you need to never drink again in your life. And he apologized. I'm sorry. Um, 
you know, that was that's that's not like me and this, that and the other. I don't remember, you know, um, somebody brought this to my attention yesterday and I, I didn't know. And I said, not only that, I, you know, after I but cursed him. He sounded him, so shook. It was crazy. And after I cursed him out and, and, and thing, I was like, and you need to apologize to my wife. And then I put Gia on the phone and then um, what did he say to you? Well, when I got on the phone, he was he started apologizing immediately. And he said, you know, I'm sorry. I don't remember. I didn't know that I did that. He was like, I, I, I just, I don't remember. I said, yeah, I don't really believe you. Like, you remember. I said, but it's clear that it's in your best interest to act as though you don't remember. Right. Because at this point, you know, the premier knows about it. Mm-hmm. The prime minister of defense knows about it. The prime minister of tourism knows about it like it's a thing and it so much of a thing that it got back to him like it's a small island i guess you know everyone is somewhat intertwined you know and um i said well in the case that you're telling the truth and you don't remember let me tell you exactly what you did exactly what happened and i told him and he just he seemed so ashamed and so humbled it wasn't that cocky you know in your face you know like like mendingo type that he was portraying himself to be that day you know he was just it was like he kind of cowered in a sense he was like oh no it kind of seemed like you know a kid that is about to really really get in trouble he's really about to get popped with the ruler you know what i mean and he knows what hangs in the balance that's the demeanor that he had but whichever way he apologized and, um, you know me, like, you know, he apologized. I accepted his apology and I said, okay. Right. And I, I felt okay about it at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And um, sometimes people just need to learn their lesson. Do you know what I mean? Like you never disrespect a woman and touch her inappropriately in a private region. Like, I mean, you don't disrespect a man and touch him in a private region. Like I know that, you know, females have touched you in your private areas before in a club. And mm-hmm. I know that you don't take it well. And um, it goes for human beings. It's not just a female thing. Like you don't touch someone that, well, you don't touch someone inappropriately, especially someone that you don't know and assume that it's going to be okay. You know, and it's just the way he did it was slow. And he, then it was like a grab. Like it was, it was extraordinarily inappropriate. Right. You know what I mean? Like typically I could have let you go and I could have dealt with it myself. I could have let you take that walk with the premiere, but I didn't feel comfortable. And not not that I felt as though he was going to hurt me. It, it wasn't that kind of uncomfortable, but it felt weird to me. Like if you left and he approached me again, like the conversation, I knew that it wouldn't, be nice it would be you know i just i didn't know what was going to happen yeah for me it's those individuals are the scum of the earth to me you know um and i remember going to as a kid you know going to fourth of july going to miami beach going to a lot of these places where it was big weekends whether it was fourth of july weekend labor day weekend and I would see people and men grab girls' asses as they walk by. And I always thought those individuals were scum. Right. And no matter how many times we went out there and I was out there with my friends, my friends, the people I was with, never did that. Right. Never disrespected a woman. 
Um, and a lot of people did. A lot of people did. And, you know, I always felt so bad for females who went down to those events, who went yeah. down there to have a good time and went down there to enjoy themselves. I always felt kind of a sucker that I never stopped or tried to protect anybody or protect women when I seen it. But I was so small and dudes were down there with 30, 40 deep. And it was just always like three, four of us. But but you see it happening in front of you. And it's like because, you know, one of the um, previous podcasts, I think I think we talked about like when I went to Daytona Beach uh and that happened to me. And it was just. But oh, he was like beyond rude and disrespectful. But see, but the difference is, is I was a I was a young man back then. See, for now, I'm a man, you know. And when I when it happened, not only him touching your ass pissed me off. All I could think about was, what about my daughter Madison, right? Mm-hmm. Who, let's say, is in college and said, you know what? I want to go with my friends to cut match to Bermuda. Mm-hmm. And she should be able to go out there and enjoy herself and have a great time. And not, and not have about. a motherfucker touch her ass. You know, let's say she wants to go somewhere else, you know, and not have somebody say, you know what, I'm a, I'm a touch her ass. And she should have that freedom and not be fearful of somebody to do that. Right. So. And you also have to think about the mentality of someone that thinks that it's okay to do something like that. And not for what nothing. else do they think that it's okay to do? Right. And not only do that. Do you understand what I'm saying? You I, don't yeah, know yeah. what kind of person you're dealing with. I do understand. And I also looked at it like, like if he didn't get checked, he might have did it again and again and again and again and again mm-hmm. because he never got checked. Mm-hmm. This dude probably will never do that again in his life because he knows, one, he got checked by me, and one, I, he knows I wanted all the smoke. And two, he knows that the premier of the country knows who he is and knows what he did. Right. So now. It was a very shameful thing, like just being part of the experience. Right. So now they look at it him differently. It was a very shameful thing. They look at him differently. You know? and, and you know something? I, I was impressed at um, the degree of respect that they showed us. Absolutely. It was impressive. It was so impressive. Um, and I was more impressed with the seriousness that they treated the situation with. Absolutely. I mean, it was like at everyone's attention. And, you know, I couldn't believe how many people came up to me and apolo- people had nothing to do with it. Apologizing that we had that experience in their country. Absolutely. You know, so. It was, it was, it was uh, and I want to say thank you to the premier and to the uh Premier of is it prime minister. Of um, I think he's a prime minister of defense. I mean, everybody and out there wife. was was so nice, and they wanted to get to the bottom of the situation, and we did. Dude apologized. Um, you know, we will be back to Bermuda again and again sooner than <laughs> than you guys think. We had such an amazing time. Yes. Everybody showed so much love, and we just wanted to say thank you. But I, we didn't tell this story too shit on Bermuda because we had a great time in Bermuda. I just wanted to tell a story. Of course not. One person can't represent a whole country. Absolutely. Not (laughs) not at all. Of course not. I just wanted to tell that story because, you know, we tell our lives good, bad, and indifferent. And I just wanted to know for people out there, why didn't you tell me as soon as it happened? Wait, you're asking me? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I explained that. I didn't tell you when it happened because I knew how you would react. And if you reacted the way that I knew that you would, that would have meant that it would have resulted in a fight. Mm -hmm. And 
let's say he was with 10 guys and you're not, you know, you're, we, it was you, me and June, we came together. Right. You know, the people that were around us that you're cool with, we weren't there with them. We didn't show up with them. And the level of your friendship isn't to the, to the point where I would vouch for them to have your back. Right. You know what I mean? They wound up having your back. Like everybody, you know, was, was behind you. Like what's going on, what's going on, you know, like tucking their chains and everything. But there's no way for me to have known that. All I know is that it's you and June and I have no idea how many people he's with, what he has on him or what type of individual he is. So let's just say, I would have told you in that moment, you swung on him. And next thing you know, you're swarmed by 12 dudes and you're getting jumped. Right. Would it have been worth it for me to tell you that someone touched me? You don't want to answer. You don't want me to answer that. Well, the yes. answer is no. It would be and I think it. that most females probably would agree. I don't want to see the person that I love get into a fight. Even if, you know, you don't end up with the short end of the stick, I don't want to see you get into a fight. And I would never voluntarily put you in a dangerous situation, especially one that would jeopardize your safety. All right. Well. That's not something that I would do. And like we on the verge of argued about this, I think. And I mean, you were more mature than you usually would have been. Um, we got to the point where it could have gotten nasty and you just chilled and let the conversation go. But I asked you, I said, you know, how would you feel if it was Logan? And you know that Logan is hotheaded uh-huh. and loves his girlfriend. Right. And someone touched her butt, touched her hand, treated her inappropriately. And she told Logan, mm-hmm. knowing that Logan is going to try to defend her honor and swing on a person, especially in a situation where you're not very aware of your surroundings. You can't really reasonably figure out how it's going to end up. And he winds up getting jumped and he loses his life. He winds up getting stabbed. He winds up getting shot. He winds up getting slashed, something of that nature. How would you feel? Would you feel as though with her knowing what kind of person he is that she should have kept it to herself, that being your son? Or do you feel as though she should have told him, poured gasoline on that fire, put a battery in that back, like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and defend my honor. He disrespected me. I don't know. I think that, in my opinion, a mature person, a mature female, would choose to keep it to herself. Well, I I mean, I look at it like this. You got to do what you got to do. And sometimes, and it's going to sound stupid to you, it's probably going to sound stupid to a lot of women out there, but laying it all down for your family, it's okay. But you say things that just aren't, like, like your response to my questions just weren't, I'm, I, I don't know, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to not be rude about it, but I'll just leave it by saying I really disagree. Like, I asked you if... Because we were going back and forth about, you know, the fact that I didn't tell you when it happened. Right. And I asked you if I did tell you in that moment and it resulted in a fight and you wound up losing your life. Mm -hmm. Not that you could think at that point, but hypothetically, would you have thought that it would have been worth it? 
for me to tell you. And what did I you tell know, you? You know, if he pulls out a knife and stabs you in the chest and you're laying there bleeding out and you die, would it be worth it to defend my honor? And what did because I tell you? I was dis- because someone yes. touched my butt. Yes, it would be worth it. Like you put them on this, you put those two things on a scale and <laughs> you losing your life outweighs it a billion fold. To you. It's the it's it's ridiculous to even draw the comparison. To it you. sounds ridiculous to even say it. To you. That's that's how you think. I it's think not about how I think. You're talking about someone touching me. Right. Like it's Yes, of course, it's disrespectful. That's clear, right? But nonetheless, it's a touch. I don't care. I don't care. I know you don't. And that's the point. That's the point. It's like you can't see the forest through the trees. I will never Because you're blinded by the emotion of it. Right. And I never will be able to. And that's a conversation we can never have. Because I I It's not worth it. I don't. To you. You, So you losing your life would be worth the fact that you got one good hit. On someone that touched my... Like, it's ridiculous. It's just something that you'll never understand. You disrespect my, my family. You disrespect my wife. Yes. So then your your five children grow up with no father. And everybody, everyone who loves you, their life is in shambles. And everyone's future is a fraction of what it should have been. If mommy would have just kept her mouth shut. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous what you're suggesting. You can say it's ridiculous, but I'm telling you what it is. And nonetheless, you still think it's worth it. If you disrespect my family or disrespect my wife, I'm ready to lay it down. That's regardless. I don't care who you are, where you're from, how many people you have. Don't disrespect my wife. Don't disrespect my family. And the shame is that there's no getting through to you. Even after the fact, when you've had a chance to think about it, to mull it over and to be in a position where you can have some hindsight, you still come out with the same mentality and the same opinion. It You have to get to a point where you're mature enough to understand like it's not worth it. Where See, you can say I can't. it's not worth it. Okay. I mean, I can't. We agree to disagree. I mean, smack me in my face and you got a gun and I'll be like, all right, you got it. Smack my wife in the face and I'm there and you got a gun. I'm like, all right, well, somebody's going to die tonight. Me or you. It is what it is. All right, let's keep it moving. Why looking at me like that? It's the 90 day countdown known around the world. TLC's hit show 90 Day Fiance is taking you on a journey from the very beginning and going before the 90 days. And it's about to get real. These couple fell in love online, but there's just one thing they've never met until now. Seven American singles are traveling across the globe and risking it all for love. When they arrive in a foreign country, will their soulmate be there to meet them? And will they turn out to be who they say they are? Oh, I can't wait to watch this. Can these relationships survive? Will there be any proposals? Tune in to 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days on TLC to see who will get down on one knee. The new season of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days premieres 8 o'clock TLC and streaming on TLC Go. So check it out. The 90 Day Fiance. All right. Well, let's go to the email of the week. Keep it a little fun because that one got a little serious. Hey, Gia and Envy. <laughs> hey, Gia and Envy. Hold serious. on. Wait, wait. I just feel like I have to shake it off for a second. Let's just, hold on. Just hold on a second. Just shake it off for a second. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm shook. Well, okay. Hold on. Before you get to the email. So everything ended nicely. After... 
you got your apology and I got my apology. We went, we had dinner on the beach at night. There was tiki lights and a band and you were light. After that, you were light. You were good. You right. kind of let it roll off like water on a duck's back. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the next day was great. So mm-hmm. we wound up having a great time after the fact. It was just that snafu. Right. All right. Can I read this email now? We, Ew. we, good. we good now. Ew. LDU. Oh, so now you're smiling? I've been smiling. Two seconds ago, you were ice grilling me. I never ice grilled you. I'm just telling you how I feel. All right. Hi, Gia. Hi. Hey. My name is KK. I'm 28 years old and currently engaged. Hey. That's what she said. May I? Oh. Uh, <laughs> My fiance and I have been listening for a while. We love the podcast and family dynamic. Uh, My question is, how do you both feel about telling your kids because I said so? If they were to ask a question, request raising for a decision. I grew up with my parents saying that to me from time to time. As I've gotten older, I found it such an awkward statement. Do you guys tell your kids that? I feel like envy might. (laughs) But do they usually accept that answer or do you explain to them why the response was that way? Uh, I think the because I told you so could potentially stifle some kids from questioning people just because uh, said person is an authority figure. What's your take on this? If you can't discuss on a podcast, I would be uh, over. So I would be so overjoyed for your response. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys so much for being a positive black family in this community. You motivate my fiance and fiance, excuse me, and I to be successful and work together to achieve our goals. Thank you. Okay, so we've we've had this conversation how many times? A zillion and one through this through this marriage. Mm-hmm. A zillion and one times we've had this exact conversation. The because I said so conversation. But I'm gonna let you take the lead because I actually I'm more interested to hear what you have to say. Okay, so as a kid growing up, my dad is uh, was a police officer. He's retired, of course, and that was his way of responding because I said so. Um, as a kid, I didn't like it. I wanted explanation. I wanted to know why. Um, but sometimes not having ex- explanation is good. It's just knowing that your dad is the person that's looking out for your best interest and you'll understand <clears throat> and learn later in life. Um, for our kids, I am so, because I said so, <laughs> I don't, I, I don't want to answer your question. Hey dad, can I do this? No. Why? Because I said so. That's it. Gear is a little different. A little. Gear will sit here and explain everything and then get mad when they ask a zillion and one questions. And then what usually happens? I say, motherfucker, because I said so. And then they'd be like, <laughs> all right, dad. And they get out the room. <laughs> Gear wants to explain everything. Now, before I let Gear answer, the problem with, like you said, explaining everything is the authority department is kind of difficult so now when they're in school or now when they have a coach or now when they have you know somebody with a little authority over them and that authority figure tells them something it's not as clear because now if the authority person is wrong they ask for instance we used to have a problem with logan right and logan's problem was if a teacher told him something he would ask why Which is not a major problem, but you all know people listening in school. That's a problem because when you ask or talk back to a teacher, it's shown as a sign of disrespect, especially in front of her class. So if Logan says, hey, excuse me, Mrs. So-and-so, can I go to the bathroom? And the teacher says no. Logan's response is, 
But why can't well, I go to the bathroom? Well, that's a bad example. Okay. Oh. That's a bad example because if my child raises their hand and says, I need to go to the bathroom, if the teacher says no, my instruction is you get up and you walk out of that class uh, okay. anyway and you use the bathroom. All right. Let's say the teacher says, I, I don't know. Yeah, even, you ask why in that situation. I don't, I don't know. Whatever it is. But why, why is nice? You but, tell my kid no? But whatever it is. If the teacher says something in class, Logan's response would be, Why? And we all know saying why in a class in front of people is disrespectful to the teacher. So Logan would say why. And then he would get in trouble because he asked why. Logan and, will question and want to have a conversation. Right. And his it. questioning wouldn't be to show disrespect. His questioning would be because he really didn't understand why you were saying that way because that's what his mom did at home. Right. So Logan would get in trouble. He would be sent to the principal's office or Gia would get an email or he would have a detention. Right, because and he might have been being viewed as argumentative egg, when it's exactly. more so a result of how he's being groomed at home. Like he's being groomed at home to feel as though his opinion matters and his curiosity matters. And that when something happens and he doesn't have a full understanding of it, that he has a right to understand. And that as an authoritative person in his presence, it's your job or even obligation to make sure that he does understand. And he, he kind of felt as though um, he and the adult needed to be on the same page. And that impression isn't what I was teaching him. There's a difference between what goes on in your home and what goes on in school. So we had to work towards drawing that distinction between the two. Right. So. Um it got to the point to answer your question. I believe in, I said so, because I said so. I, I feel that as a child, there's certain things you do explain and certain things they don't need an explanation for. Uh, Gear explains everything. I feel my way works better. I don't have a bad relationship with my kids. I'm sure they hate <laughs> when they say that, but I think they, they know that their daddy is looking out for their best interests. And if he said, if dad says no, that's because uh, it's not safe. It's not meant for them or it's not in their best Decision on not in their best interest. I, interest, I, yeah. I, yeah, I should say. So now, what do you say, Gia? Um, well, I was raised the exact opposite from you. My parents explained everything. So if something was going on and I had a question about it, or if I didn't understand, I would ask, and they would entertain my question. They would explain, but I was never attitudinal about it. It wasn't as though I was trying to be confrontational. Mm -hmm. I would ask and they would answer. And it would allow me to have a clear understanding why I couldn't hang out with that person, right. why I couldn't go to that party, why I had to complete this task or do this chore or whatever. It it made me wiser. Okay. And because what that did was that fueled conversations between myself and my parents. And yes, we became on the same page where it created this deep-rooted respect that I had for my parents. Because with my parents, I knew that they always wanted the best for me. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to be the best in anything that I attempted. If They wanted me to live my best life. They wanted me to have Fun. They wanted me to have friends. They wanted me to enjoy myself. They wanted me to have everything that they could possibly provide me with. Right. And I knew that. So 
the way that they chose to communicate with me by entertaining my questions led to this. Let's say, for instance, and this actually happened. This isn't even hypothetical. It happened many times. If I wanted to go to a party Mm -hmm. and let's say they didn't approve of the person who was throwing the party or the area that the party was going to be in, they might say no. And I would say, well, why? And they would say, well, that's not in a good area. And you know, there's potential for this to happen or that to happen or the other to happen. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't like the person who's throwing the party or the person who's throwing the party's parents. I am familiar with them. They're not going to keep a good eye on all the kids in the party. And there's, you know, potential for danger. And it's important for a parent to. It, there was a conversation. Do you understand? Right. And through those conversations, I had a bunch of aha moments like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, I understand why you don't want me to go to that party. Mm-hmm. And me knowing that they weren't the type of parents that would say no just for the sake of saying no, uh-huh. it made me respect when they told me no. It's like, wow, if my mom says no, or if my dad says no, there must be a damn good reason why I'm not allowed to do that right. or why I should be doing this or whatever t- the situation was. So. I always, as a kid and as a teenager, as a young adult, as young parents, and now I always wanted to take that lesson into our marriage and into the way that we parent because I benefited greatly from it. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have been guilty of just being like a no parent, you know, like the kids come in and ask you Mm -hmm. something and your knee jerk reaction is to say no. Right. And there's been so many times I've had to call you on it and say, well, why are you saying no? Mm-hmm. Like, did you even think about what they asked? And you give me a cockamamie answer. And it's an answer that just shows that you didn't really think about it. You're right. And where, you know, you realize like, wow, why is it my knee jerk reaction just to say no? no See, right. my parents weren't no parents. My parents were yes parents. My parents were, all right, well, if you're going to, if all right, you really want to go to that party in an area that we don't love? How about we're going to drive you there, you and your friends, and we're going to sit outside the party for three hours while you're in there and have fun. Because in case anything happens, at least we're right there. Right. My parents were the yes parents, you know. So they did indulge me by giving me explanations. So that's why I do that with our children. I think the answer for the emailer kind of lies somewhere in the middle. Right. Because... There have been times where I've been in conversations, especially with Logan, sometimes with Madison, but very rarely with Madison, more so with Logan, because Logan's a lot more like me. He's inquisitive. He wants he really wants to know. He really wants to understand. Um, he can be a little argumentative if he disagrees. Like mm-hmm. He's a lot like I was when I was his age. So with him, sometimes I'll engage in a conversation and it just get, it just goes too far. Right. Like it gets too long winded. He goes into attorney mode and I'm like kind of shocked at how good he is at doing that. And, you know, like really, really nailing his points in, like really sending it home. Like he's very good about that. And sometimes it just it it goes too far where I'm like, listen, we've been on this topic. I've been explaining to you why or whatever my feeling is for the past 20 minutes 
you disagree with me. I understand that, Mm -hmm. but this is the way that it's going to be. So now we're done talking. Oh, but mom, please like two more minutes or five more minutes. Like, please, because I really don't understand or I really disagree. And I really don't think that you understand my point. And I really think that you need to understand my point or maybe this. And I'm like, listen, believe me, I'm part of this conversation because I'm interested in hearing what you have to say. Absolutely. I have heard everything with my ears are wide open. I understand Logan. Mm -hmm. I happen to disagree with you. So this is the way it's going to be. And then he still wants to continue. So I guess the point where I'm like, you know what? So now you're going to get the because I said so. Absolutely. Now get the hell out of my room. And that's what like I we're done. And be like, because I said we're so. We're done. So like Gia said, so I think it, it's somewhere in the middle. In the middle. It's somewhere in the middle. in the middle. Right. Like you explain to your kids, but what they have, you know, this is how I put it. You have to make sure that they understand that your explanation to them is a courtesy. Correct. It is a courtesy. You are explaining to them because you are being nice and you want them to have a full grasp on whatever is going on. Absolutely. But it's not because they're entitled to that explanation because most kids don't get an explanation. So if they take it too far and, you know, start to take up too much of your time and you can't watch The Bachelorette. Oh, whoa, that just became too personal. (laughs) You might just have to kick a kid out of your room. Right. You know what I mean? So that's how we handle it. Um, I think that there are because I said so times and Mm -hmm. I think that there are explanation times as an adult, you decide which, where, and when. Right. Well, I agree with you. And um, it's time for me to get up out of here, baby. I got to get to work. Yes. So people, let me see what time. It's 423 in the morning, Wednesday, August 8th. That's what my iPhone is telling me. Yep. So the podcast should be in a, up in a couple of hours. Right? Yes, yes, yes. I woke him up. I said, we are not putting this out late night so, so the podcast will be up and we just want to say thank you guys for riding with us again don't forget if you have uh comments or questions you could always hit us in the dm or email us the kccrew at gmail.com that's t-h-e-e kccrew at gmail.com also i just want to put this out there um november 3rd november 3rd i'm doing my first annual car show i'm very excited about this it's going to be at the meadowlands uh expo center in uh new jersey so it's right over the bridge it's going to be indoors so we don't got to worry about the weather uh i'm putting seven of our cars in the show it's going to be a bunch of celebrity cars 50 cents car fabulous's car uh hood celebrity and a couple of other people will be involved so um i look forward to seeing you guys there tickets are 20 dollars. the first a thousand tickets are 20 dollars, and it's going to be a family day so it's not just going to be only dudes or only no it's going to be family day we're going to have uh jumpies for kids face painting um of course all type of cars and demonstrations so again look out for the post uh, i'm gonna post it on my instagram probably today uh first thousand tickets are twenty dollars it's gonna be nice we're gonna be some special performances it's gonna be some good music uh gear will be there my kids will be there i said my kids our kids will be what there what's it say you got something i don't know about our kids will be there so that happens november 3rd so i look forward to seeing you guys it's a saturday it's gonna be all day we're gonna have a lot of fun so look <laughs> out for that all right actually it's gonna be uh, announced today so later on today all right. All right. So we'll see you guys on the next one. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was the Casey crew. Toodles. Toodles.